Hi, hello, and welcome to the show. Hi, hello, and welcome to the show. This is the Kelsey Witch. No show the Kelsey Witch. No show the Kelsey Witch. No show the Kelsey Witch. No show. Hi, hello, and welcome to the Kelsey Witch No Show. I'm Kelsey. I am your host, and I am an alcoholic, baby. Welcome back. Before we jump into this week's episode, I would like to thank all of you that have been listening. I appreciate you very, very much, and I appreciate the feedback that everybody has given me. It is a little uncomfortable knowing that people have listened to my voice, but I appreciate it. Make sure you give me a follow on social media at kwitchnow on Instagram, on TikTok, and on X. Let's get into today's story. I am starting with Monday. November 21st of 2022. So I went and had my first full session with my therapist. I think in the last episode, I talked about meeting with my therapist and having this session where I just kind of told her everything, but that actually happened on this Monday. So it was the first time that I talked with her and I just told her my life story of literally everything that happened, I sat there and just talked nonstop without taking a breath for pretty much an hour. And she just kind of nodded and was like, okay. And she validated my feelings, which was good and helpful. And that's what I needed. This therapist was still in school. So every session that I sat down with her, she recorded them, which was fine. But It was kind of uncomfortable because I remember one time I cussed and I looked at the camera and was like, oh, sorry. And she was like, no, just pretend like it's not there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I can do that. Whatever. So I had that session with her, which was good. Also on this day, I got my package of stuff from Edward. So he sent some tennis shoes, some extra leggings, a couple light jackets And then he sent me a card and a picture, which was really nice and really good to receive. So I put that up in my room that I had and I just kind of hung out on Monday. I went to group, which I'll talk about on this day. I was able to talk to Edward on the phone so I could thank him for sending me the stuff and just kind of see how things were going. I don't know if I mentioned before, but during this time, Edward was at home by himself. I was in rehab and... Paxton was having the time of his life in California with his girl. Tuesday, I turned one week sober, which was such a freaking celebration because I could not tell you how long it had been since I had been sober for an entire week. There were times that I tried to be sober, so I would get non-alcoholic wine or I would try just not drinking, but there's absolutely no way it ever lasted for a week. So being Just one week sober was such a huge accomplishment and I celebrated that along with the other people that were also one week, two week, three weeks sober. We all kind of celebrated that together in rehab, which was one of the really cool parts of being there because everybody was in the same boat that you were. Everybody else was struggling just as much with their addiction. So it was nice to be able to talk to other people and feel incredibly validated and being excited to be sober for a week because it was also their first time being sober for that span of time. So that was really cool to share that experience with those people. We went on our walk in the morning, but this walk was different because they told us that we were supposed to find a rock. They didn't really give us any specifics about what the rock was supposed to be, what it was supposed to look like, nothing. They just said, hey, find a rock and bring it back. You're gonna need it for afternoon classes. So we're like, okay, we go on our walk. 
we pick our rocks. I picked like, I don't know, a medium sized rock. There was a field, not a field. There was a rocky area with like broken glass, broken beer bottles, probably meth needles, all of this shit. But there was also some big rocks. So all of us junkies go out into this rocky area with all this broken shit. And we're looking through trying to find our rock. Most of us find our rock there, but some people found rocks in different places during our walk. But when we would go on our walks in the mornings, it was also in a residential area. And they were like, do not steal rocks from people's yards, which was really hard because there were so many good rocks in all of these people's yards because that's all there was. Remember how I told you there's no grass? There's just cactuses? Well, not just cactuses, there's cactuses and rocks but we couldn't take those rocks. So we got our rocks from the meth ground. We brought our rock back and we took them into afternoon classes and a bunch of people actually had to go get different rocks because then the therapist who led the rock class further explained what we needed these rocks for. And the rocks were going to represent the things that we feel are burdening us and we were going to paint those things onto the rocks and so some people found those rocks weren't as big as the burdens that they were feeling so they had to go out back to the meth ground to find bigger rocks luckily i had found a rock that was pretty decent size that was pretty comparable to the burdens that i was feeling so I was able to keep my rock. <clears throat> we waited for everybody to get back and everybody had their appropriately sized rock and we were given a bunch of paint and a bunch of paint brushes and pretty much just given free reign to paint whatever we wanted on the rocks within the lines of paint the things that are burdens to you on your rock. I ended up painting a sad face and a mad face on my rock that represented the sadness and the anger that I feel regarding my mom dying. I wanted to release those things and it was a little bit of a release for me to be able to paint those things onto my rock and I also painted a thought bubble which represented the thoughts and opinions of other people. I felt very judged by a lot of people around me which made me realize that I needed to switch my circle because I shouldn't feel that way around people that are supposed to be in my corner. So again that was a little bit of a release for me to be able to paint that. After we got done painting our rocks, we set them outside to dry because the next day we were going to go do something else with the rocks. So after group, it was finally our day to go to Walmart. I'd been there for an entire week at this point, so I was able to leave and go shopping. I was out of detox. Me and two other girls went to Walmart. Our driver was Pat. He's the one that kept our money. And we just kind of went and shopped. We made a little bit of a plan about what we needed. All I wanted to get was a book because I had just finished reading It Ends With Us and It Starts With Us had just come out. So I wanted to buy it so I could read it. And I didn't have anything else that I needed. I was gonna get some snacks. Most people when they went to Walmart would get snacks, drinks, like little toiletries or necessities but one of the stipulations was we couldn't get anything that had caffeine in it caffeine was a big no-no in rehab so any energy drinks were a no sodas were a no so that's when i got into sparkling water i wanted something other than just water or juice which is what they provided at the facility so i got sparkling water 
and it starts with us. And then the other two girls I was with just wanted to meander about Walmart. And if you know anything about me, I hate going to the store. I have such bad social anxiety. So being at the store with these strangers, not having my money, not having my phone, and I kept getting stuck pushing the cart. One, I'm directionally challenged. I don't know which direction I'm going. And two, I run the cart into literally everything. People, the end caps, the things in the middle. I hit the aisles every single time I drive the cart. So I don't want to be in charge of the cart. I don't want to be in charge of the cart by myself, but I have to be. I didn't want to be in charge of the cart with these people in a Walmart I've never been in before. It was a whole issue. I kept telling them I didn't want to be stuck with the cart and then still ending up stuck with the cart. So I was irate by the time we left Walmart because my anxiety was so high the girls wanted to just dilly-dally around Walmart and they wanted to leave me with the cart and Pat is just living his best life because this is his job he's getting paid to do this he doesn't care how much time we spend at Walmart we finally leave and I'm like thank gosh when we get back to the facility we have to take all of the things that we bought at the store and take them into the nurse's station because then the nurses have to go through everything we bought and make sure that it's approved things there's some things that are approved that can be in our rooms like snacks and there's things that have to stay up at the nurse's station like aerosol containers so i bought a little dry shampoo they took that and had to keep it at the nurse's station every time i wanted to use my dry shampoo i had to walk all the way up to the nurse's station ask them for my dry shampoo walk all the way back to my room use the dry shampoo and then walk it all the way back up to the nurse's station they went through all of our stuff they kept what they needed they gave us what we could take back to our rooms and i took my stuff back to my room after that, it was just a regular night in rehab. We all hung out in the smoking area and chain smoked cigarettes. We ate dinner. We went back out to the smoking area and chain smoked cigarettes. And then we went to bed. Wednesday of that week, nothing crazy happened. I went to group that morning and then I had therapy with Trisha at 11. So we had group. It was like 45 minutes, 15 minute break, 45 minutes. And then we had lunch. 45 minute group and then a little break 45 minute group and we were done for the day that's how it was set up my therapy session was in the second group of the day i went to the first one and then i went to therapy instead of going to group went to lunch and then did the two afternoon groups told my life story again she just kind of nodded validated my feelings and we talked back and forth a little bit and that was it pretty typical day. Thursday was Thanksgiving. I had not planned on spending Thanksgiving in rehab when I first got there. I was spending 10 days there and I was going home. So I woke up, went and smoked cigarettes, ate breakfast, and everybody that day went to the movie theater to go see Wakanda Forever. I stayed back because I do not support movie theaters. I will not go. I have mad respect for people that go, but it will never be me. I cannot sit for an hour and a half. I'm pretty sure it was like two hours or maybe even more than that. Three hours possibly. I don't know. It was way too long. If it's over an hour, if it's over 15 minutes, I'm not sitting through it. So do not invite me to the movie theater. I will not be going. The snacks are expensive as hell. It's crazy. I will wait for it to come out at home. Thank you. So anyways, everybody went to the movies. I stayed back and just chilled and probably chain smoked cigarettes alone. I don't know. I don't really remember. 
once everybody was back, they all joined me in chain smoking cigarettes. There was one girl that talked about wanting to help cook Thanksgiving dinner. It was back and forth whether she was going to be able to or not. She kept saying that she was going to, like for sure. She kept bragging to us about it. And I was like, girl, I can't even cook. So you ain't bragging to nobody. Thanksgiving dinner gets cooked. There's turkey, there's ham, there's mashed potatoes, gravy, green bean casserole, all the good stuff. They push all the tables together in the dining room. They put out a tablecloth. They have the table all set. It's beautiful. Probably, honestly, one of the prettiest Thanksgiving spreads I've ever experienced in person. So this was set up pretty nice. We all sit down. We're getting ready to eat. We're like, where is John? Hockey dude from Wisconsin. We're like, where's John? We're waiting, 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 waiting. Finally, somebody's like, he's out back lifting weights. This man decides he's gonna go pump some iron right before we eat Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, John. He comes in to the dining room. He's sweaty, he smells, and he sits down and he's like, let's eat. He's all grumpy. He has permafrown like this. And he's like, let's go, let's eat, blah, 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 whatever. One of the girls that I room with was like, before we start, do you guys mind if I read this excerpt from this book? She reads this really pretty excerpt and we sit down, we all start eating, we pass everything. And John is just down at the end of the table barking orders. Pass the salt and pepper, pass the gravy, pass the mashed potatoes, which we're all already doing. Like it's going around in a circle. There's no need to say what needs to be passed, but he feels the need to do that. So he just drives me up the damn wall during Thanksgiving dinner and I'm just quietly talking shit about him to the people around me and we're all laughing having a great time. I was thankful to finish dinner and get up and leave that table from him. Was thankful for the experience, was thankful for the food, was thankful to leave that bitch at the table and go smoke a cigarette. Okay, so that's what I did. After everybody finished up eating, we all gathered at our smoking area and we enjoyed a delicious dessert of several cancerous cigarettes back to back to back to back to back. And then we went to bed and it was wonderful. After we stuffed our faces on Thursday, we were woken up incredibly early in the morning so that we could go on a four mile hike on this four mile hike, we were instructed to bring our rocks with us that we painted our burdens on. Some people just carried theirs and that could not be me. I brought mine in a backpack and we carried our burdens through this hike. So the hike was two miles up and then two miles back. Now I was in California, which California has mountains in it. The state of California has mountains in it. I reside in Kansas. We go to hike this mountain. It's the first hike that I've been on because Kansas. I'm carrying this, it's probably like four pounds rock in my backpack. And I've also been steadily drinking 12 truly margaritas for months. So I'm out of shape to say the least. We all walk up and then we get to this kind of uh, plateau. Two therapists went with us. One of the therapists said, okay, there are two routes. There's a harder route, which goes like up the mountain. And then there's an easier one, which is flatter. Raise your hand if you want to go on the easy route. Mm, me. I raised my hand. I sure did. Because, no. I just explained to you all the ways that I'm out of shape before. I'm not going on the hard route. I'm not going to embarrass myself and 
try to go on this hard route and then have to stop and have someone have to stay back with me. No, I'm gonna go on the easy route. Luckily, one of the other therapists that were with us decided to go on the easy route too. The lead therapist, as they're going up on the mountains, look up and I'll yell and tell you where to go. Boy, we were so far away from them. We couldn't hear what he was saying. We were lost, but we did figure it out. We can see the group of our people going up and down the mountains. They would kind of go behind it a little bit, but then they'd come back. Finally, we all meet at this, like a valley. And that is where we got to take our rocks that we wrote all of our burdens on. And we got to chuck that rock off the cliff into this valley. And that was one of the most liberating things I think I've ever done in my entire life. Taking the sadness that I feel because my mom died and the anger that I feel because my mom died and taking the thoughts and opinions of other people that have stressed me out and that have made me anxious and that have made me depressed and that have weighed me down for so long taking all of those things in the form of a rock and just throwing it off a cliff as hard as I could as far as I could the coolest thing I've ever done if you have the chance to do that by yourself as a group therapy thing with your spouse with your friends with whoever I highly suggest that you do that because it felt so good and I can honestly say in the last year of my life since I've been out of rehab I have let go of some sadness from the passing of my mom I've let go of the anger that I felt and I have taken the thoughts and opinions of other people and thrown them off the cliff. That is an activity that I highly suggest that you guys do sometime if you have the chance. If you, like me, live in Kansas and you don't have a mountain to throw it off of, then write your burdens on a piece of paper and burn them. Write them on a piece of glass. Smash the glass. You could still write it on a rock and just take it somewhere out in the open and just chuck it. Would highly suggest it to Anybody. When we got back from our hike, I went and took a nap because I was exhausted. After carrying the rock up the mountain and throwing it off and coming back, I was beat. So I took a nap and it was very well deserved and it felt so damn good. On Saturday, I went to group and I got my phone that day so I was able to FaceTime Edward because my family was doing Thanksgiving so he went over there so I was able to FaceTime with my aunt and my cousins and with Edwards. Other than that, that's pretty much all we did on Saturday. We went on another outing on Sunday, but I'm going to talk about that in the next episode. In this portion of today's episode, I'm going to talk about three of the group sessions that I was in that I took notes on because I think they're really important to talk about and they have some really good information in them. In the first group that I was in on Monday of the week I just talked about, we talked about the basics of CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy and the basics of CBT is thought, emotion, behavior, or action. We did the acronym T, T-E-A. What that means is your thoughts will drive your emotions, which then will drive your behavior or your action. When you are working on yourself, you're trying to grow, you want to stop those negative thoughts at the thought. In relation to drinking, it's kind of like the triggers that I talked about last episode. With drinking, maybe you think, man, I would love to have a drink right now. That then triggers an emotion of, 
ooh, joy. I feel joy when I'm drinking. And I want to drink right now paired with joy equals the behavior, which would be going to get a drink. I think CBT is really interesting and I still look up stuff about it all the time. If you are interested in cognitive behavioral therapy, there are therapists that specialize in that. There's also tons of information that you can read about on the internet that gives you some more about cognitive behavioral therapy, but I would highly suggest you look it up. The group that I was in on Tuesday, there were three journal prompts that I wrote down that I would like to extend to you guys to write down as well. Those journal entries are what different feelings or situations do you avoid? When is a time you avoided something because you knew it was uncomfortable? What are you currently avoiding? I wrote down my answers to that in my journal. My answers then are so different than what my answers would be now. I think it's a cool insight to kind of see where you're at in your life right now. The last group session was on cognitive distortions. This goes with cognitive behavioral therapy and these cognitive distortions are thoughts that can distort our reality which is why they're called cognitive distortions. There's 10 of them that I'm gonna talk about, but when I was looking up the list, there's a lot more than 10. Here are some of the most popular cognitive distortions. Black and white or all or nothing thinking, which is I never do anything right. If you are constantly thinking I never do anything right, that is a self-fulfilling prophecy because if you're saying out loud all the time, I never do anything right, the universe is going to prove to you you're right. You can't ever do anything right. Noticing that you're having thought is step one in cognitive behavioral therapy. Just noticing that you're having that thought in order to be able to change it. Jumping to conclusions or mind reading. If you go to the doctor for a scan and you automatically think, I have cancer, that would be jumping to conclusions because you don't know what's going to happen yet. You're just assuming that that is what it is. And that is also an assumption, which I always like to say makes an ass out of you and me when you assume things. Personalization, where you take everything on and you blame yourself for everything that happens. You make everything your fault, whether it is your fault or isn't your fault. Should statements, which I am trying to get better at, but saying, oh, I should be working out. I should be doing this. I think I even said I should earlier in this episode. Believing things should be a certain way is a cognitive distortion because it is what it is. Things are what they are. If things should be this way, then they would be that way. Mental filter. Focusing on the negative and ignoring proof that goes against beliefs. Things that I say all the time, both out loud and in my head, are, oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm so dumb. I can't do it. Those are mental filters that go against things that are actually true. I am not dumb. I am smart. Overgeneralization, doing one bad thing means that your whole entire life is over. Oh, I got an F on this exam. I'm going to fail school. Magnification and minimization, magnifying the negative and minimizing the positive. Magnifying the negative is kind of like overgeneralizing. Minimizing the positive is another thing. Like it's really not that big of a deal. We should celebrate the positive things that happen instead of minimizing them. 
disqualifying the positive. I worked out, but I didn't work out as hard as I could have. But you worked out still, so we should recognize the positive in our lives as much as we can. Comparison to others is the next one. Comparing yourself to somebody else doesn't make you better. It makes you bitter. We're done comparing ourselves to other people in 2024. We are keeping our head down. We're staying in our own lane and we're moving in silence like the G in lasagna, if you know what I'm saying. Labeling, again, I'm dumb, I'm stupid, she's a bitch. Well, maybe she's not a bitch. Maybe she's doing bitchy things, but all around she's not a bitch. If all the time she's doing bitchy things, then maybe yes, maybe she is a bitch who does bitchy things. You just have to figure out where the line is, what's true, what's not true. Intervene your thinking, get in there and kind of nitpick out the negative things and keep the positive things where they need to stay. Again, as with cognitive behavioral therapy, I would encourage you to look up cognitive distortions further if you want. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please make sure you let me know, send me a text, Shout me out on social media, whatever. I love hearing you guys' feedback, and I appreciate you so much. Remember, follow me on socials at kwitchnow, Instagram, TikTok, and on X. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.